0: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. A whole new week. I'm pretty excited about it. What do you say? Our first full week after the Memorial holiday vacation thing, and now we have a shortened week last week. Now we're into it for a Monday here, and I am stoked. I'm ready to go because it's going to be one heck of a week. We got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to get to, and we are going to do it with smiles on our faces and hope in our hearts. (laughs) Or something like that. Welcome into the show, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your Millennial General reporting for duty, the way we do every single day, and welcome in for a brand new week. I'm excited for today. Hopefully, you had a wonderful weekend. It was a fun one for me. It was super busy. I now I didn't get anything I wanted to done, but I did get the lawn mowed. That was nice. I mean, I mowed the lawn, and because we mowed the lawn, then the neighbors won't be too terribly mad at me because they usually... There's some neighbors that go, like, every... I don't know, like, two or three days. I go about every two weeks. I like it to get a little taller, and then I really like to see the drastic change of, like, wow, that looks crazy when I mow the lawn. So they usually don't like me until I get it mowed, and they're like, okay, finally it looks natural again. (laughs) So I got that done. Little Voice of Reason had her... Big birthday celebration over the weekend. Now, as you know, it was last Tuesday on the first, but we did celebrate over the weekend. She brought to, she got some friends, and we went to a roller skating rink. Did you know that those even still existed? I, I I mean, they're short and far and few between, but we did go to one. It was a lot of fun. I got to do the rollerblading because, of totally the kid of the '90s. Yes, I'm a millennial. I apologize for it every single day. Shut up! I don't care. It's okay. But I did do the rollerblading. And I did not fall down one time. So I'm very impressed with myself because I have not done it since middle school, at least. So it was kind of cool to be able to do that and and enjoy a little bit. She had about six or seven friends over and she did. Now, they had the little walker things with wheels to where she could use the roller skates and be able to use that with the walker and go across. So she was getting better towards the end. But it was a lot of fun, so I'm glad she enjoyed, and we got to got to enjoy that just a little bit. It was really hot yesterday, so didn't get a whole lot done there either because we just wanted to kick back and relax a bit. The roller skating ended up taking a toll on the voice of reason, so it took me a day to recover from that. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I guess I'm out of shape or something. Welcome in. we got a big show lined up for you. Yesterday, though, was, I have to admit now, I did not buy it, so I will be the first one to admit I did not buy the fight. And I don't know if you saw it or not. Because it was a weird show. I knew it was going to be a weird show. I didn't want anything to do. I don't like either one of the fighters, but it was apparently a really big deal for an exhibition fight. As Floyd Floyd Mayweather, who apparently is just going to fight anybody for money now because he's poor on cash. He was like one of the richest fighters ever, and then he blew all of it. So now he's trying to fight anything just for cash. But he fought the YouTube star, quote-unquote star, I call him a jerk, Logan Paul. Now, if you don't know anything about Logan and his brother, I don't remember his brother's name, uh, the two Paul brothers, they're YouTube stars. They made it big at the very beginning of YouTube, and they're worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. And they really just do anything they want to, and they are they they act that way. They're rich, spoiled, brat kids who are just punks. That's really what they are, and I don't like them. Uh, one of them, not Logan, but the other brother— Ended up fighting a former UFC guy, Ben Askira, was that his name? I don't remember, Um, who had never been a boxer and he knocked him out in the first round, and then they were like, oh, look at that, the Logan Brothers are actually legit boxers. No, you haven't fought any actual legit boxers at all. And I know most people in my audience don't really care about this. I'm just venting for a second, because this is ruining the sport. Can we just admit, I want to see a good fight. I want to see people actually fight, but a Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul exhibition act is not a fight, and it drove me nuts to even think about it It was something that made money that people even spent pay-per-view money on to watch. Now, the Crazy part about this was I did see some highlights and I did see the clip, but apparently there's a lot of fans that were really angry because they think the fight was actually fixed, which I could see Floyd Mayweather carrying the entire fight just to try and drag it out and make it entertaining and do his thing. But there was a point in the fight and I saw the clip and I completely 100% agree that Floyd Mayweather knocked out Logan Paul. He went limp. He hit him first and Logan Paul did the whole thing like the boxers usually do and they don't want to get hit anymore. So they And they take a breath for a second as they wrap around. They give him a big old hug and they wrap around. So they way they have to separate, they have to go again. And it gives them a few seconds to kind of recharge, take a breath, reset, and then go again. Boxers love to do it. It's a waste. It drives me nuts. I don't like it. But he got hit. He wrapped around Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather popped him again. And he went limp and started to fall down. And Floyd Mayweather, instead of letting him, like any other boxer would do, let him fall to the ground and get knocked out and get a KO, he held on to him until he became conscious again and stabilized himself. And then they continued to fight. But he hit him. He got, he went limp and he started to fall and he just went cold, went out while Floyd Mayweather's holding him. And then you got people saying like, oh, well, Logan Paul actually won that fight. Give me a break. Give me a I didn't even watch it. I just watched the highlights and I could see who actually won that one. And I don't like either one of them because Floyd Mayweather to me is a cheater in a, in a, in a skis too. So I'm not a big fan of him uh, either. Just wait till Conor McGregor comes back. Ends up fighting you a second time. Yeah. All right. That's all I got to say about that. I just had to vent for a second. I'm sorry. I was excited for a potential fight. Uh, I like enjoy the, uh, the, the fighting scene of boxing and, and UFC, but it really does show the state of the, Boxing world right now, where people are really upset with st- uh, fights that have been staged and that have been fixed for a long time for money purposes, and it's been blown out of proportion. And uh, they're trying to bring it back. That's not the way to do it. Going to YouTube starts who are just a bunch of jerks, that's not the way to save the industry. You need to bring back some good fighters, you need to hype them up, and you need to actually make something happen. So that was my weekend. I saw that and I got pretty frustrated about that one. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we got Krisha Lenzo. We have her on every once in a while to talk about the latest in the markets. She is the head of the Harvard in Technology, also the host of the new podcast as well. As we talk about markets, we talk about inflation rates, we talk about what's going on with some of the digital currencies, and we'll look forward to chatting with her in just a little bit. But I'm super excited about this bit of news as we see the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? So the media made a mistake today. I was listening to some, some news reports throughout the day today, and the media totally missed the ball on this one and made a complete mistake. As they said, in a victory for the Biden administration, because this is not a win for the Biden administration, the headline from AmericanMilitaryNews.com, Supreme Court rules that illegal immigrants in U.S. cannot get green cards or temporary protection status if they're in the country illegally. The Supreme Court According to the headline news here, Supreme Court unanimously held today that immigrants in the United States who are temporarily protected from deportation are not eligible for a green card if they entered the country illegally. It was a unanimous decision, even with some crazy left-wing advocates on the Supreme Court. Quote, immigration law provides a way for non-immigrant a foreign national lawfully presented in the country or or on a designated temporary basis to obtain an adjustment of status, making him a lawful permanent resident, according to Justice Elena Kagan. So you can be here, you can be protected, quote-unquote, which I disagree with, but you are not eligible to get a green card. You cannot be here illegally, cross the border illegally, be protected under a protected status of the Dreamers Act, for example, and then be like, you know what, I'm going to get my green card to work here. You can't do that. You came here illegally, you have to go to the back of the line, and you have to apply and do your thing the way that everybody else is supposed to do it. I'm surprised that we got a unanimous decision, but the media made a mistake today because they said that was a win for the Biden administration. That is not a win for the Democrats. They can try and twist it all they want to, but that's a loss for the Democrats because they are desperate to find ways to keep them in the country. You cannot sign an executive order just to give everybody an amnesty and make them all U.S. citizens. Poof, just like that. It doesn't work that way. So they have to work up. Right now they're in a protected status to where they can't be deported. That's a victory for the Biden administration. Sure, they've been able to do that. We have the catch release going on at the southern border right now. We have uh, criminals to where you could literally be speeding or committing a crime. You find out you're an illegal alien. All right, have a nice day, sir, and go about your day. That's where we're at right now. So that's a win for the Biden administration where we have criminals literally running the streets and there's nothing we can do about it because they're in a protected status under the Biden administration. But then to try and go from that status to I'm illegal, but I'm in this weird protected middle zone right now, cracking the system to I'm going to become a legal citizen or at least a legal uh, individual, a legal resident with a green card, not going to fly. That's not a win for them because that's what they want. And it didn't turn out to be that way. But it really brings to the question on why they're trying to do this. But with this kind of decision, it even opens it up further on what this could affect down the road for other decisions as well that many states have done by giving illegal aliens driver's licenses. You don't have to have a Social Security number. You don't have to have some form of ID. We're just going to give you a state-issued or a federally-issued ID. That way you can show that you can go to work. That way you can show that you can actually drive a car. That way you can actually go and vote, And wink, wink. They want them to have these legal residency IDs, even without any proof of identification. Because that is their proof of identification, is giving them that sanction by the government without any proof of who they are, that they're here actually illegally. We have states giving driver's licenses to illegal immigrants. California. We do see states wanting illegal aliens to vote a lot on the East Coast and California seeing a routine there we do see the fact that even some have social security numbers now explain to me how an illegal alien someone who's not supposed to be here in the first place who is illegal that is the term illegal I know that's a trigger warning for some on the other side of the aisle and I'm terribly sorry <laughs> but the term illegal is not a trigger but that's actually just a a, a uh, for those that are going back to English literature, that is an adjective to describe the noun. And the alien is what you are. You are an alien, either legal or non-legal alien. But illegal is the adjective describing that you are illegally in the U- United States. There's nothing derogatory about that, except the fact that you kind of broke the law. I don't. I mean, there is that fact to it. I wonder how some of those got social security numbers. Of course, they had to be forged or you had to have some form of identification fraud in order to get a social security number in order to be in the country and then try and get a job of that sort. But this is going to open up the Pandora's box. Now that you cannot get a green card, what does that mean? That means that if you are trying to get a form of identification or trying to get a social security number or a TIN number, you're not going to be able to do it because you're, again, in a permanent or at least a permanent status to be here, but you can't be here based on a card to to work for a green card card or a, a a student visa or a work visa or that sort of thing, you're not going to be able to do that, which opens up the Pandora's box on how many benefits are you going to be allowed to get? Because you shouldn't be getting any. You can't have any. However, that's changed a little bit since the Biden administration and he signed the COVID Relief Act back in February and March, where the headline from KULR8.com showed that more than $4 billion of the COVID relief package went to illegal aliens. They were in stimulus checks. They were also talking about doing a one-time payment to many illegal aliens of anywhere from twelve to $15,000. Just one time. We'll just give it to them. They need help, too. They're being hit by the pandemic. They can't work in the close quarters at the, you know, meat packing facilities or different restaurants and the cooking or, or the fields or whatever they do, whatever evil racist thing that they say that we have them do because we're too good to do it ourselves, which is what the left side of the aisle tries to argue. We're gonna give them just a one time payment of nineteen, uh, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars. Here you go. I don't know how you do that when you don't know who they are because they're not supposed to be here in the first place. But if they just had a ruling from the Supreme Court saying that you cannot get a green card, that's not good news for the Biden administration. But the media loving it today for some reason and twisting it to say it was a victory for Joe Biden. Doesn't make any sense to me. But if this is the ruling that comes down, what else could that be? Is the trickle effect moving forward with them trying to get benefits to illegal aliens, with them trying to get them to vote, with them trying to get voter ID or at least driver's licenses or some form of ID? How are you going to do that? if you realize that you can't get a green card and you're technically not supposed to be here as a permanent resident. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. Public. You're listening to the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. I do enjoy some of the comments on social media, which you can always do on all of our social media: Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, our Freedombook.com, Instagram, TikTok, doesn't matter where you're at. You can find us all at Hoosier Reason. Uh, on the hashtag or the website at whosereason.com. I do enjoy some of the comments, though. I think when the media says that today is a win for the Biden administration, that just means one more day that Biden did not fall down. I mean, he did fall down the stairs trying to walk up the flight of stairs to, uh, to Air Force One, so there is that. You're right. I mean, right now, he's just the level of I'm going to try and maintain and see if I can survive another day in the most expensive nursing home in America called the White House. <laughs> See what I did there? That was a joke. I know. I, I'm sorry. Left side of the aisle. Trying to have a little bit more sarcasm. So, by the way, really quick, before we get back to the Supreme Court thing, um, there was the media trying to demonize Trump because that's just what they do. It's not really unexpected in any way, shape, or form. But the Donald Trump spoke at the North Carolina Republican Convention over the weekend, and the media didn't comment at all about the content of his what he had to say, which he said some really good stuff, and we obviously liked it. What they did comment on, however, was the fact that they think that Donald Trump had his pants on backwards. Now, I have to admit, the video does look a little strange. And of course, the media would focus on this, which really makes me think do you think they're just that Donald Trump's just trolling them out of the blue? Because he didn't have a zipper in the front and it looked a little weird and uh, the the pants just weren't riding right. Maybe he did put them on backwards. I don't know, but you usually have to, like, button it and zip it so you would normally notice that. Not that I really care one way or the other. That's what the media is trying to focus on, and TMZ ran the story, which, of course, TMZ would because that's all they care about, the low, dirty, trashy kind of media that they try to report on. But I just found it kind of interesting. Now, he had some great points about talking about the virus and about Fauci. Went after Fauci big time, which is really hilarious because people, even on the Republican side, that are all about Dr. Fauci and how great he is and how he's saving the country with this vaccine and with the COVID regulations and everything else he's done. I find ironic. So uh, Trump mentioned that and he had a great speech. It was Donald Trump-esque. And people loved it. I think people just like to see Donald Trump back out and at it. But he was standing next to the podium and they showed the video where he, I don't know, it looks strange. But that's what the media focused on because, well, Donald Trump, Joe Biden can have a good day just by standing on his own two feet for a day and they just parade him around to see he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Donald Trump goes out and nails a speech and he's got his pants on backwards. (laughs) Now, if he does or not, I don't really know because it does. I have to admit, it does look a little strange. Does look a little weird, so I'm not sure what that was all about. But uh, I mean, I'm sure Donald Trump was just doing it to troll people. If he was, I don't care. You know what? If he puts his pants on backwards and wears his wears his uh, suit jacket like a vest, and he turns everything around completely opposite and runs around like that, if he's talking something decent, I don't care. I don't care. It's better than Joe Biden, who uh, I gotta see if I can try and find the video clip. I had it today. And I used it as a joke, but I don't know that uh, I don't know if I can find it and play it on the air here. Of course, I'm going to have computer issues when I try to bring it up. So it's not letting me. But uh, it was entertaining because Joe Biden said something about the lack of airports during Jesus's times. I'm not I'm not joking. Hold on here. Let's see if I can screw. I, I didn't intend to actually play this, but I found it kind of entertaining was. Oh, here it is. Let's see if I can play this real quick is this was on tiktok but joe biden had made a comment apparently about
1: by the way the same stable genius
0: said the biggest problem we had in the revolutionary war is we didn't have enough airports
1: whoa
0: (laughs) same problem that stable jesus jesus baby jesus in the stables had during the civil war the reason that they had both issues was because they had a lack of airports that's what's leading the country. Now, if we have a president that, you know, has his pants on backwards like Donald Trump, if that's the case, I would rather take that than Joe Biden, who, again, is living in the most expensive retirement home in the entire nation that is the White House. That's what we're up against today. Not to do the personal attacks, but, I mean, come on, man. That takes things to another level, does it not? Chris Lenzo, Harvard and Technology. She'll be joining us after the bottom of the hour. Stay here. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Good golly, goes by way too fast. One hour of programming is just not enough. By the way, we did have the honor and the fun to be able to fill in for Mark Walters, the great Mark Walters, with Armed American Radio National Talk Show on Second Amendment issues as well. We did that just prior to this show so you can go to armedamericanradio.org little plug there and go listen as we get to fill in for him today and then we get to fill in for him again uh, next week on Tuesday and Wednesday I believe so we'll have two days on that show too and then of course this show so I've had two hours of uh, of talk radio, which I love, but still, just not enough. Not enough. We could go another three hours if we wanted to. Welcome back in. Radio TV, live streaming and podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. (laughs) I'm getting some comments on the, the clip that we ran about joe biden that last segment i i did i'm not making it up i just played it for you now i don't know if it's clipped or not it's from a tiktok video but i thought it was pretty entertaining but apparently there's two similarities there's a similarity between the time of jesus and the time of our revolutionary war and that was the lack of airports according to joe biden i know i know i know crazy guy. All right, let's get into our next guest. I'm super excited to have her back on the program. It's been way too long since we've chatted with her as we love talking about the latest and what the markets are doing. We have inflation rates that are going up. We saw just a story, what was it, a week or two ago, the quickest jump in inflation rates since we saw Back in uh, 2008, under the Obama administration, of like a 4.1, 4.2% interest, or, uh, inflation rate increase in just a month's time. Craziness. And you can see it at the gas pump. You can see it with the raw materials if you're trying to build stuff. I'm working on still literally building the Hoosier Media Network home studios, and I have uh, a bookshelf to build. I have things I have to do. It's kind of hard to afford wood right now. So, we're working on that. Well, I mean, we have it, but I mean, it's just ridiculous. We spent way too much money on what we needed to for some of that stuff, and it's just a little crazy. So excited to have on our expert on all things market and the uh, the stock market. She is with the Harvard in Technology, also co-host of the new podcast, To The point, TWO The Point with Krisha and Michael. It's Krisha Lenzo back on the line with us here. Krisha, how are you? Hey,
1: Andy. Thanks so much for having me back. It's so great to be here, and uh, as you said, it's so, you know, back at it and uh, a lot to discuss this week.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's always good to talk to you. First off, how's the podcast going? You guys are on, what, episode, like number seven or eight now. You guys are rocking it.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, we're on number seven, number eight and appreciate the plug this week. We have Gordon Chang, who is an awesome author and columnist, one of the first to come out against uh, Dr. Fauci and what's happened with the lab leak theory and really being a proponent of explaining uh the CCP and how much of a threat they are and then the second guest is Dan Littman he is the political playbook uh, one of their founders and he's just you know despite I have different you know opinions than he does usually typically but we got to give him a fair shake and that's democracy that's freedom of speech and we are proponents of that on our podcast as as you are as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's what you have to do. We need to get back to dialoguing against the other side of the aisle. And we need to remember that healthy debate is a good thing and we can spar yeah. and we can debate and totally disagree and still be like, you know, friendly with each other at the end of the day. I kinda like that.
1: Imagine that. We can live in a world where difference of opinion should be valued.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell them too much on that side because, uh, you know, they get pretty upset when you say something. That's a trigger warning for many individuals on the other side there. So I love it. Speaking of the Fauci emails and some of the stuff being leaked and what's going on right now. Do you think that's going to have an impact on the market, maybe with some of the pharmaceutical companies, some of the big tech uh, people that are pushing the vaccinations or pushing some of the health stuff right now? Will that have any impact on maybe the, the stance that people have on what's going on with COVID right now?
1: You know, there's been such a cover-up um, with the Fauci emails and everything that's happened as we've seen as these emails have been revealed, over 2,000 emails. Um, I don't know how that will have an effect on the individual biotech stocks. I certainly think it'll have an effect with our relationship with China, at least I'd hope so, and the companies that work there. Um, when it comes to, to biotech and health more generally, though, I we, You know, have to look at that space and say it's a place for investment, whether are future coronaviruses or different iterations of it um, that that could change things. But Dr. Fauci is unreliable, as we all know, based on his emails and uh, what's coming out day after day, this new information. And I don't think he'll be fired because I think it would actually hurt our government more if they ended up firing him. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think he could be phased out. That's for sure.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, because that's the next question is, I mean, uh, um, that's more on the political stance, but where Mm -hmm. are we going to go with that? Is Are we going to do investigations on him? I mean, Rand Paul's really leading the charge against him. He's been calling that for a long time with the ties to the Wuhan lab and, uh, you know, trying to suppress that story about where the origination came from. So, I mean, uh, like usual, we take a concern, a health pandemic or a political issue and really make it more political than what it needs to with politicians that try to take advantage of the situation. And now we find out that, of course, you know, masks didn't really help that you can't spread it if you're asymptomatic really that we do realize the origins of this which really for me makes us concerned about what are we putting in our body I mean I'm not getting the vaccine I know a lot of people that are concerned about the Mm -hmm. vaccine but I'm sure that this just kind of validates a lot of people's positions.
1: I would agree and I think it's an individual decision it should not be a mandate I'm a proponent of people making their own health decisions and um, I really hope that we get to the bottom of this and get transparency, which is what we've been asking all along. And there's been, in my humble opinion, there's been a huge cover-up as to what's happened with Dr. Fauci and all the government agencies and even the NGOs like EcoHealth Alliance based in New York City, which contributed to a lot of this gain-of-function research, as they call it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the inflation rate because that was a major story. And right now we've seen Obviously, a lot of prices go up on just about everything, which, you know, obviously COVID had a lot to do with this with uh, disruption and, you know, distribution and trade and trying to get stuff to where it needs to go. So obviously not all of the administration's fault currently right now. It's never going to be. But when we see the largest rate of inflation rise compared to what we saw in the previous administration that was of the same political aisle just a few years ago back in 2008 at over a 4 percent inflation rate. That's got to be a telltale sign. And then when they get asked about it, the administration comes out and says, well, that's a sign of economic success because that means prices are going back up and things are doing well. And they try to take credit for something like this, but the market can't sustain something like that, can it?
1: I don't think so. And I think, um, you know, the fact that we are seeing in, you know inflation, I do believe that it, it is transitory because if you look at the supply side of things, um, while the demand is certainly picked up, um, you know, with people are buying airline tickets and making restaurant reservations and the like, you know, the supply side, we we're being throttled all across the world. You know, some countries are not even opening up and we can't even import to to meet the demand. So I think overall it might be transitory. And at least that's what I'm hoping that's what the current administration is saying. Um I don't know if I believe them. Uh, like like you, I I'm always suspect of the people in charge and rightfully should. So we should be asking these tough questions as to where the economy is headed right now. Certainly the economy is still down 7.5 million jobs since the pandemic took hold. And we have the CCP to blame for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I mean, are we going to see a reset here? We see still, uh, I mean, interest rates relatively low. We're looking at trying to raise those up at some point because we're kind of off kilter with the fluidity of the markets right now. Inflation rate being high, interest rates being low, real estate being ridiculous right now as well across the nation, uh, even here in the in Kansas and in the Wichita area. But are we going to see kind of a a bubble burst or a reset here relatively soon?
1: Um, Well, certainly uh, at the recent G7 meeting that was held this past weekend, uh, Janet Yellen said that higher interest rates would be a positive. Um, Not to say that she sets rates, but she's certainly someone who we turn to. If if you're a financial economic person in this current administration, you look to Janet Yellen, you look to Jerome Powell to see where rates are headed. And she did give indication that inflation... that's That's too low. We've been going through it. Interest rates that are too low for a decade. Now there, we might want to get back to a quote unquote normal environment that she, she claims is a good thing. Um, That being said, if we do raise rates, there might be problems with our market because uh, you know, we've been seeing this inflated market carry on in the way that it has for so long. And if we do raise rates, I don't think there'll be a crash, but it certainly might be a bit of a bubble pop. um, And it's, these indications um, show that the economy isn't as strong as uh, the Biden administration wants you to believe. Given you know the jobs that are still, uh, you know, people who are jobless at this point in time, it's, we're not we're not where we were before the pandemic.
0: No, we still got a long ways to go there, and that's a, and that's another big question with the labor shortage right now. It's a battle politically that of course they have to politicize everything trying to utilize it to mm-hmm. raise wages in the nation now to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour trying to extend these benefits is that going to throw the economy off kilter as well saying we're going to continue to allow people on these additional unemployment COVID-19 benefits uh until mm-hmm. we get raised uh, wages raised which is going to of course disrupt a lot of the private market as well in just about a minute or so what are you th- your thoughts on that
1: I think it will disrupt the private market. Um, I don't know if it will even bring people back to work. And a lot of the small businesses are saying the same. They're saying, you know, anecdotally, people who are working in a small business, they can't get their employees to come back because they're getting these welfare benefits, basically, from the government. They're getting stimulus packages. And they're saying, don't fault the people who are working. You know, you're waiting for your, you know, your check. Don't fault them. They're the ones who showed up to work. Fault the ones who are not showing up because the government is giving them handouts and those are the businesses right now that are really suffering, not the corporations. It's the small businesses who can't get their people to come back to work.
0: Well, it's that small business always gets the grunt of everything, don't they? I mean, they had a hard time getting the PPP loans. They have a hard time getting yep. workers back here. And then we're just like, oh, we'll just give unemployment benefits and uh, make you raise your wages so that way you have more expenditures. It's uh, it's, yep. it's unbelievable. To the point with Krisha and Michael is the podcast, also Harvard in technology. Krisha Linzo, it's always good to talk to you. We appreciate All the information. Good luck with the podcast as it continues on. We'll get you back on here again real soon.
1: I would love that, Andy. Thanks for having me
0: on. Hey, always a pleasure. Love chatting with you. And we'll do it again real soon as the markets always are up in the air. And it's fun to watch those. And by the way, got my investment with the doggy coin and the Shiba coin as well. Got that one up. So once it hits a penny, I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> See how well that works? Christian, we appreciate that very much. We'll take a break. We'll wrap up the show today. Lots more to get to as we wrap up today on a Monday. Setting the stage for the rest of the week, baby. It's The Voice of Reason right here. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks again to Krisha Lenzo coming on the program. Always wonderful to chat with her. Uh, so much information on the markets and how it ties in politically. Very interesting stuff. We'll get her back on the show again real soon. So, I, as I mentioned before, I got to fill in for the great Mark Walters, Armed American Radio, armedamericanradio.org. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because I, I mentioned a topic that I thought was kind of fascinating to me on how, as government, and you should already know this, we complicate things a lot, more so than what we really need to do, because we just don't have common sense to go about our life. We need to categorize everything. We don't think that the that the human brain is capable of grasping complicated tasks. When people get into leadership, when people get into power, they really think that... They have to break things down to the dumbest common denominator for everybody because we're just too stupid to figure it out on ourselves. And I guess there are some people out there that have to have that, mostly Democrat voters because they have to have the government walk them through, hold their hand through life, tell them everything's okay, do everything for them because they don't want to have to look for health insurance on their own. They don't want to have to look for wages on their own. They just want everything taken care of for them. And there are some people like that, and that's okay, I guess. I don't like that. drives me nuts because that's nannyism, and I just don't like that helicopter parenting. I don't like that nannyism from the federal government. But there are some people that just are more comfortable that way. But I guess there's this sense of need to feel to do something when you get in some form of power or whatever that may be to try and, quote-unquote, take care of the masses, which reminds you, heads up for you, maybe another trigger warning, your your role as government officials, as elected officials, is not to take care of us. Your job is not to take care of us. What it is there to do is to get the hell out of the way so I can take care of myself. However, I find this, again, going back to just, apparently it's too complicated for human beings to grasp on their own. There's a new initiative out from the Chesterfield Chamber of Commerce in the state of Virginia who has restarted their businesses, networking events. They're excited. They're getting back into social gatherings, according to the Wall Street Journal. But what they have now is color-coded wristbands to tell you on how you prefer to be handled during the public gatherings. Instead of just saying, you know, hey, hey, I'm wearing the mask or I just don't feel really comfortable, you get near me, just stay away, I'm here socially, but I don't want you to be social with me kind of thing, which is really weird and I don't grasp that. There are three different colored armbands that you can have. Number one is the red band means no contact with no exceptions. I'm going to be here, but I don't want you near me. I don't want you to come and handshake me. I don't want you to give me a hug. I don't want you to talk to me. Leave me alone is the Red Band the yellow band meaning the elbow only doing the elbow bump yeah you know i don't I, I don't it can spread to my elbow it's okay i don't want you to spread it on my hand by giving me a handshake i just want you to do a little elbow bump we'll spread viruses that way we'll spread you know bacteria and different things that way you know germs just from touching elbows cuz that's totally cool i'm okay getting that way not okay with getting it from the hand <laughs> and then of course the green means the hugs welcome means that you're open to the party and you can be up and close and personal and give me a hug and chat with me all that you want to again we've complicated things so much by trying to simplify it that we've become more complicated in the process apparently the human mind is incapable of understanding that different people want to be handled in different ways if you don't want to be around individuals maybe you shouldn't go to social events in public I'm just throwing that idea out there. I mean, we're trying to come up and brainstorm ideas here together. If you don't want to be around people, instead of just wearing a red blaze and saying, no contact, I don't want anyone near me, instead of doing that, you could just not show up. Idea. Green usually means that you want to be a normal human being and actually go back out and socialize with individuals. You can get hugs, you can handshake, whatever. I'm curious about the elbow bump thing because – you have just as many germs on the corner of your elbow as you do on your hand. So if you bump your elbows, then you could still spread those as you are giving each other a handshake as well. So I don't quite get that, but that's kind of the same idea as wearing a mask. as oh, if we wear a mask, then we'll be protected. If you wear two masks, you'll be really. If you wear three masks, <laughs> you will never have to worry about anything again. Now you may not be able to breathe, and you'll probably hyperventilate, but you can wear three masks, and you'll be totally protected. Again. This is just a way for, I guess, the government to feel like they've done something, kind of like the Second Amendment argument. We did something. We came up with a program. We came up with a fun game for people. You can wear this bracelet to let people know how you stand in the community, either a red bracelet, a yellow bracelet, or the green bracelet. Instead of using what normal human beings do is a voice and their vocal cords and their mouth to gurgitate certain sounds that sound like words, When you actually spill them out that say, hey, welcome, buddy, give me a hug or stay the hell away from me because I'm really scared of a virus that's in the air. I mean, that's usually the best way to go about it, but maybe some people just struggle with that. I don't know. I mean, they have been wearing a mask. Maybe they've forgotten how to talk. (laughs) I don't know. Podcast going up a little bit. We got a heck of a week for you. You're not going to to miss a single day of it right here on The Voice of Reason. Why? Because you are a voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everyone have a great Monday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you.